Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. Well, here we are, John. We made it another day into the week. Can you believe it? And we made it to episode 50, Brad. 50? Can you believe that? This is our 50th show, is it really? It's our 50th show today, yes. Interesting. Uh, actually, it's segment, right now we're in segment number 135, if you can believe that, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it. That's number of segments we've done, and that's the segments that go on to YouTube and on the uh, uh, podcast as well, too. That is John Combest, C-O-M-B-E-S-T. He runs this website called johncombest.com. Every morning, the first thing we do is we defer to John, but we have something new. We started yesterday. We have an announcer that brings John into it. Matter of fact, Mr. Announcer, sir, please come into the studio, please. We're on our way to the number one... It's Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. And? Now on with the countdown. In third place. It's third place. State Senator Trey. By the way, thank you, Casey, for that (laughs) intro. It takes me right back to my childhood. (laughs) State Senator Tracy McCreary, a Democrat from Olivet, has proposed a piece of legislation that is helpful and appears will not cost the state more money. Senator McCreary has proposed the Stop Cyberstalking and Harassment Task Force. And the idea is to give law enforcement and the public more resources in terms of education to identify cyberstalking behavior, harassment. It really overlaps in a lot of area that we used to call domestic violence, particularly women that are victimized by their former partners by their former spouses and there was a hearing on it this week where senator mccreary talked a little bit about the legislation and then also heard from victims advocates and folks who have been stalked in the past and harassed in the past that's number three number two up a notch to number two number two is that there is some progress to give credit where credit is due there is some progress on the st louis reparations commission now we've discussed this topic before and the reparations commission missed its original deadline it was originally going to propose a reparations plan and outline by the spring they asked for both an extension on the deadline and also more money and tashara jones the mayor of st louis has given them both A content creator at St. Louis Public Radio, Andrea Henderson, whose title uh, is she covers race, identity and culture, gives an update on the on the commission met last Wednesday. And they've identified what they're calling a proposed harm report to really outline the ways that that folks in St. Louis continue to be victimized by slavery. A really key quote here is from a woman named. Malika Horn, who says that, and here's her quote, we will have the checks, hopefully in cash, but at the same time, we're still confronted with a lot of the problems that are continuing to follow 
and drain our cash back out. So that's an uplifting message, oh, 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 I think, oh, 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 that shows oh, oh. that maybe by September, the, the deadline is September for this commission to have their report finalized. And hopefully people who in St. Louis who have been victimized by slavery can get what's owed to them. Okay, hold on a minute. What She's saying that even though we're going to have the cash, we're going to lose it because of slavery? I mean, was that what she was saying? Yeah, that's the quote. And so what I think what I think is really important about that quote and where I commend her is that shows that this shouldn't just be a one-time payment. <laughs> I think this shows that folks should get their reparations well, and then building in a little window there for the fact that systemic racism, as she points out, will drain our cash back out. I don't. So I think this lays the groundwork for not just a big reparations check, but down the road, maybe like an annual supplement. Can you explain that to me? I mean, why is is it like, let's say, let's say, God, I get, I sound like racist when I do this. Let's say you give a thousand dollars to a black person, a thousand dollars to a white person. Mm-hmm. The black person is going to lose the thousand dollars because of slavery, but the white person's not going to lose the, the money. I mean, well, I think I, I think you would make the argument that black folks are historically underrepresented in getting, you know, the appropriate amount of loans that they might need or whatever, Brad. I think I think whatever excuse can work there for you, you could plug in. I don't understand, but you know, I don't understand a lot. Okay, now, guess what? It is the time for the number one Here we go. Number one. U.S. Representative Eric Burleson was on the Mark Cox show on 97.1 FM yesterday, and he called the new immigration bill, quote, the most absurd proposal I've ever seen. Congressman Burleson talked a little bit about the legislation, and I think my favorite quote was he said that Nikki Haley is doing tryouts for MSNBC and CNN, which I think is remarkably appropriate. And he also said that Congressman Ken Buck, who's from Colorado, seems to also be auditioning for CNN every time that congressman, who's a Republican, criticizes his fellow Republicans. And he weighed in, interestingly, Brad, on the 3rd Congressional District. Congressman Burleson is close with former Senator Bob Onder and uh, mentioned that that former Senator Onder would make a great congressman. Mark Cox asked Burleson – if Burleson planned to endorse, and Burleson said he he hasn't made up his mind of whether or not he'll endorse, but it it would be hard to imagine the congressman endorsing anybody that wasn't Bob Onder. Okay, first off, the immigration bill I, I, apparently it's not going anywhere in the House. The House is going to thumbs down, thumb, thumbs DOA, down the thing. Yeah, I'd it's say, it's DOA. it's it's not happening. And and secondly. Did you hear the, the the numbers in there? Like, if on such and such a day, there's <laughs> yeah. 8,000 people. Isn't it a rolling one-week yes. average, too? Well, but there, no, there's rolling one-week one averages, but there's also specific days. They talked about if there's a rolling one-week average of 5,000 immigrants per day, then the president, and it's interesting, here we get into the legalese where they say, shall close the border, not must close the border. But shall. Shall, yeah. because, you know, once you get, you start dealing with attorneys and one little word can mean everything, uh, you know, and then some as far as, uh, and, and and then there's the thing, what if it's eight? I'm going like, okay, now hold on a minute now. This is just crazy stuff. You know? It I, doesn't make sense. And, and, you know, the other thing is, Brad, I think that normal people who look at this would look at it and say, wow, that doesn't make any sense. Well, Mainly because of the fact that who was it? I, I I heard this yesterday, and I, I you know I 
I'm driving along. I should. I can't write and drive, but you know, I take note of things <laughs> mentally. But my mind's not as good as it used to be. Um, uh, I sound like Toby Keith, which, by the way, he passed away and very sad. Oh, about I that. just yeah, heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very sad. Um, but there was an Obama official. I can't remember where I heard this that said that if we have more than a thousand immigrants come across the border in a day, that's a crisis. Okay, a thousand would be a slow day now. You know what I mean? Absolutely, of course <laughs> it mean, would. Yeah, a thousand would be like what was it? One day back in 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 December, they had what fourteen, thirteen, or fourteen thousand in one day, and, and those, yeah, and those are the only ones that they know about. You know what I mean? They're they're people that sneak in the various places. Supposedly, did you see sixty minutes over the weekend? No, but I heard about it. Yeah, supposedly it, yeah. it was it was a very damning piece about the border, about the fact that they did some hidden camera kind of stuff, and they showed like these coyotes who were driving people, and they're driving up right up to the border, and then they turn around and bring back another carload, and and bring back another carload, another carload, and you know they're not doing that for charity. That's not Uber doing that. You know what I mean? They're getting right. paid. Yeah, exactly. And you know, let me interrupt real quick. Mark uh, Mark Cox also had Governor Parson on, fresh from the visit. Down down to the border. And I know we talked about this yesterday, but I think it's worth mentioning again that Governor Parson pointed out that President Biden could stop this at this moment if he wanted to. And the idea that we need to have a new law to crack down on this is Well, absurd. he rescinded all the stuff from Trump. It was on day one or day two of the presidency, all yeah. the executive orders. By the way, if you heard, I don't know if you heard this, he, the, the, the mayor of Chicago is getting uh, grief about the whole homeless thing because that's gotten out of control in Chicago. And yeah. And um, at a press conference, I believe it was yesterday, he was asked why he doesn't go to the border. Do you know why he said? No, I don't know that. Oh, did, wait, did he said? What, did he talk about his kids and his wife? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because, wait, he said he's married to a black woman? Right. Isn't, wasn't that his line? Yes, he's married to a black woman. He has black kids and he can't go to the border. And I'm going, what? <laughs> what, what does that mean? You know what I well, mean? Well, to just... make matters worse, you know that his bank account gets drained faster because of systemic racism and well, slavery, Brad. I don't under, I mean, I heard that and I thought to myself, Okay, someone explain that to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess what he was, he threw in the black thing. Okay, I guess that was just embellishment. But I guess what he was saying is, I'm a dedicated father and, and, and husband, and I just can't take a day off to go to the border. Okay, let's talk about our service people who have wives and right. or husbands, right. because there are women in the military who leave a husband and kids at home, and there are obviously a lot of men who leave a wife and kids at home, yeah. and may be gone for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, and the other smart thing is, if you throw black in there, you cannot be criticized, well, by, at least by mainstream media. Like, I don't. I it's don't. a it's a race shield. We talked about meat shields before, holding up a, <laughs> your children or your family as an excuse for something, and we have meat shields, and now we can have race shields, Brad. Oh, you know who? You know we have a new listener this morning. Oh, I can't wait to hear him. I just got a text. You know who the new listener is? It's Eric Adams. Brian Nieves. Nice. He just texted me and he says, Toby Keith path, passed away? Yeah, yes, 62 yesterday. Very sad. I mean, I mean, you know, he was one of, I mean, you hear the guy's credentials. He had like 20 number one country songs and, and, and was a great guy. Matter of fact, uh, I remember him going to, um, I think it was Gulf War II where he actually went on one of the C-130 planes and was you know was like you know uh, uh, seeing what you know, the various servicemen would do. And once again, I mean, 
would the guy from the mayor from Chicago do that? No, he couldn't do that because he's got kids and a wife at home. See, yeah. see, this goes back to my thing, that if you run for president, if you run for mayor, if you run for governor, you have inherited a 24-7, 365 job. If the stuff hits the fan at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday... And if, you know, like the president, one of the Secret Service agents comes in to wake him up, president, Mr. Uh, leave me alone, I'm sleeping. You know, it comes with the job that you have to do it 24-7, 365. Yep, and I even, agree with you, except if you need to go to the beach in Delaware. <laughs> or, or who was that governor? Was it the governor of North Carolina that disappeared for like a week? Yeah, and, yeah. Was it? Uh, gosh. And, and um, he, it turned out he was he was he was camping out with his girlfriend somewhere. Yeah, uh, she was in Argentina, wasn't she? In Argentina? I, I don't know where it was. But... I mean, if you've seen some of the women from, I've known some. I've known. Well, never mind. But the women from Argentina are worth taking a vacation for, but, allegedly. But, but see, here's what I don't understand. Our governor, maybe it's different in other states, our governor have has a 24-hour security detail, state highway patrol. Correct. Okay. yep. How in the world do you get away from them? I mean, you know, I mean, if, if the state highway patrol's job is to shadow you and be, you know, I mean, I've been at events. Matter of fact, uh, I met Governor Parson, I guess it's uh, back in the 2020 election cycle. He was at an event out at the family arena. And you could easily tell he had at least three, possibly four, you know, security detail with him who sort of boxed him in, which there's that's sort of their job. And yeah. how in the world does someone, you know, you know, shake their security detail? It's it's sort of like the crazy thing that happened with with uh, 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 sec dev, as we call him, Austin, where he ended up in the hospital and nobody knew he was there. OK, hold yeah. on a minute. He has a security detail as well, too. Didn't anybody report to their upper uppers, you know, their higher ups, you know, report up the command chain that, uh, you know, sir, uh, the secretary of defense is in the hospital. And matter of fact, he's having surgery and he's incapacitated uh, as of right now. We And remember, that was the deal where that happened over the holidays where his uh, his number two, oh, I think, was was a, a woman uh, who's also a general. And she was on vacation in Puerto Rico or something like that. And nothing against her being on vacation because nobody had told told her she had to be, you know, as in, you know, she the, didn't know. She yeah, didn't know. She didn't know because of the fact that, you know, and then the number three person was somewhere else. I'm going like, okay, this is just crazy stuff. But Brad, you have an extreme bias against people working from home and, you know, you're really letting it show right now. I do. Is there a problem with that? Yeah. And I mean, you know, I don't know why a secretary of, of in the administration couldn't spend the day napping or getting surgery done, or being well, knocked out by anesthesia. See, see, once again, you're so old school, bro. I am old school. I believe that when you are, see, here's the thing that always gets me. Okay, and I, I know they're going to be heard me say this before. Okay, these people they consider themselves to be a public servant. Okay, back in the old days, if you had a, someone who was a servant, guess what? They had a little house behind the main house, right? That's where the they servants' did, quarters yeah. were. So they didn't live in a mansion like in Jefferson City, or they didn't live in, in the White House or stuff like that. They're a public servant. You know, I expect them to, you know, at least one day a week, you know, move that vacuum cleaner around and, you know, get that <laughs> get that mop out and mop the floors a little bit and maybe do the, you know, do the, the tidy bowl man thing and, you know, do the brush in the toilet. You know what I mean? I mean... I, yeah, I do know. I mean, you're. I think you're, you're also, I mean, you're 
you're you're treading very closely to sharecropper language there, Brad. Oh, I'm very sensitive no. because I've read the commission report, you know, the reparations report. Yes. I'm sensitive to your language. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in other words, you know, what I'm, I, what is, what, what is, what is, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, what's the term? Uh, I'm. It's microaggression or whatever it is. Yeah, it's a microaggression. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't in real estate now. You're not allowed to say master bedroom. <sighs> Don't even go there with me. That's so crazy. And, you know, and like in cars, you can't say master cylinder, you know, for the brakes and things <laughs> like that. And, and see, perfect example. In cars, you have what you call the master cylinder and you have the slave cylinders, you know. And once again, it's like, it's like okay, you know. I'm just glad that when, when we're giving a demonstration on, you know, for example, batteries, that we can still talk about a male end and a female end. You can't and do that And nobody's talked about this lately, but I can't believe that still in 2024, we're still allowed to say that there's a male end and a female end. Well, but no, it's a male. It's a see. Here we go. It, this is what's interesting. In electric, it's a male plug, and it's a female outlet. Oh, because see, that's how it works. Watch it, Brad. You have the the plug that you hold in your hand that has the prong sticking out of it. That's the plug, and it's a male. And the thing it goes into is the female, which is an outlet. So you have to understand that about connectors and well, stuff like that. But but doesn't can't you take either of those down to the Washu Medical Center and have both of those fixed? I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> Well, you okay. know, that's not what they say at the Washington Med School, Brad. Now, here's here's what's going to happen. And Brian, if you're listening, still listening. I'm going to keep John in the dark here. We have a special guest who, I'm, who hopefully I'll be able to contact here in the break. And I'm not going to tell John who it is because nice. once I have him on the air, John will not believe I have this person on the air. He, John will go, how in the world did you do that, Brad? Because Nice. A rabbit out of a hat. A regular oh. David Copperfield on the air. And, and shall we say, this is a very high-profile person. This is not like our usual hoi polloi that we have on the air. You know what I mean? This is, <laughs> this is someone way up there in the food chain. Okay, we're going to take a break. I'm going to contact this person, and we'll have him on the air here. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?